Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the 20 Nothing Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara Blanchette, and today I'm joined by an incredible guest, wellness and lifestyle blogger, fitness guru, coach, founder of the Fit Fatale, Samantha Cutler. So I met Sam about two years ago when I first founded Pure Opulence, and her blog was actually called Silver Linings by S back then. And we had both recently quit our jobs to pursue our creative endeavors full time. And it's crazy that two years later, our brands have completely evolved and gone through countless rebrandings and have grown into so many opportunities. And anytime I see someone in their 20s who's putting in the work to have the life that they really want, I always have to stop and admire it. Choosing to forego the stability that comes with having a normal nine to five. It's such a scary decision to make. But when you make that leap, things open up for you in a way that you could never have imagined. And it's almost like you're forced to work twice as hard just to maintain the sense of like balance or that you're not failing just to maintain that baseline. And so I really wanted to catch up with Sam and have her on the podcast because she's made wellness and taking care of herself a really important part of her life and to watch her keep up with teaching workout classes and blogging and hosting a podcast and moving to a different city it's amazing that she does all these things but she also makes an effort to build wellness into her everyday life and I feel like she has so much insight to share so I think you'll really enjoy what she has to say in this episode so without further ado please welcome Sam Cutler of the Fit Fatale. Today, I'm here mm-hmm. with Samantha Cutler, mm-hmm. the founder of The Fit Fatale, mm-hmm. blogger extraordinaire, uh, fitness queen, spin queen, podcaster. Is there anything you don't do? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're giving me a little too much credit. Um, I'm the founder of The Fit Fatale blog, which is like La Femme Fatale for those listening, because a lot of people get confused, but it is spelt very similarly with an anglicism. So it's sort of that fitness badass girl boss self, um, but you know, finding that power through fitness. And so I've created that blog, I have the Instagram, um, and I also have a podcast, which you can find as the Fit Fatale Podcast, Spin, Skin, and Other Addictions. And I know we're both addicted (laughs) to skin, so that's something we have in common. And uh, it's about wellness entrepreneurs and just people that have, you know, fueled their passion and their addiction for whatever that is in the wellness world. And uh, I also teach a fitness class called Bodylicious. You can always find me working out pretty much every day, mostly group fitness, not so much personal training videos, but a lot of group fitness classes, where to go, what to eat, mostly in Toronto, Montreal, and New York. Yeah. And so we met... A whole while ago. Yeah, a few years ago back then. Yeah, when I first started Pure Opulence. And I was really interested in everything that you were doing just as a blogger Mm -hmm. and in fitness. And now I feel like you've developed and like grown that into even bigger like empires. Yeah, Yeah, well, thank you. I think I was still working corporate at the time. Was I or had I just left? You had just left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a hard time when I was sort of, I was doing both and my background is in um, corporate marketing for those who are listening that might not know. And I started blogging when I was there. And that was around, like, I was getting so many interesting opportunities. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people feel the same who are working in blogging or, you know, doing their side hustle. And I couldn't, 
I couldn't do them. I couldn't fulfill anything. It would be, you know, someone like yourself who's amazing opportunity saying, hey, can I interview you? I want to put you on the blog. I want to put you on a podcast. And you can't really figure out time yeah. to do it because you're saying, well, can you do it at um, 7.30 a.m. or, you know, Saturday morning and everyone's <laughs> laughing at you. Yeah. you know? So that was that was a hard time. But I think I saw when we interviewed, it was right after. So I had yeah. the opportunity to actually be able to yeah. do that. And that was now two... I think it's, it was two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. And even now, like, it's Monday at, like, 3.30. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that we wouldn't have been able to do when we were both, like, in our... Exactly. I know. And you've had world, yeah. similar struggles. <laughs> and I know that's one of the hardest things about in your 20s is getting that experience, getting money, mm-hmm. like a big one, being able <laughs> yeah. to support yourself. You know, it yeah. can't be everything that's... Not everything fun brings money, but you can always find a way to make it. So Yeah. And, I mean, when you made that transition, what was the hardest thing from when you went from, like, quitting your corporate job? I think, you know, there's a lot of hard parts about it, and I've been through it with a lot of friends as well, because everyone knows I'm a big quit your job, you know, (laughs) follow your your dream girl, because for me, I kind of went blindly into it. But I think the biggest challenge was finding a structure. And a lot of people probably say this who start businesses, even if you know they've had businesses in the past or they've been in smaller companies. It's just making yourself stay focused and, and have some type of daily habit and structure that can allow you to get your work done. Yeah. And also not getting so down on yourself because we're used to being, or if, you're, if you come from a corporate culture, less so in startups and smaller companies, but especially in you know they still have that but especially in corporate world it's a lot of pressure and it's never you don't feel like you're good enough and you're trying to build yourself up and work up a hierarchy of you know the corporate structure and so I think when you first start you get really down on yourself because you're you're, well it's Tuesday and I you know stopped for an hour and a half because I had to go run an errand and how did I let myself do that I could have been working And there's a really fine line, but it's very important to have the balance of saying it's okay because now I actually can get to do that. That's why I hustle and that's why I'm answering my emails at 9.30 at night when I'm going to bed, which I don't suggest, but it happens, you (laughs) know? And so I think it's a give and a take. So not being so hard on yourself that maybe you take that time, but then also making sure you have some type of structure that's locked in to make sure you can follow yeah structure is really important and it's hard to like find that balance when you Mm -hmm. go from having like no freedom to having a lot of freedom freedom. but also I feel like you know you take on a lot of work sometimes because you want to just like fill your days with things and you also don't know when to stop working totally because now like when your work becomes your life like how do you establish that Mm -hmm. balance it's not like you clock out at five o'clock and you're like done for the totally. day totally yeah. especially if it's social media work you oh know? yeah it's 24/7. then you're never done if yeah. your job is about yourself which you know a lot of influencers or people that are in that realm it becomes about even those who build businesses they can have a juice shop but oftentimes people come because they want to see the person who started it right yeah. and then you kind of lose that balance of where do I show what do I not show where do I stop and sometimes I actually get hard on myself because I feel like I don't show enough of what I'm doing day to day mm-hmm. but then you're running around yeah <laughs> you're busy oh crap I forgot to insta story here you know so y- yeah you have to just be forgiving I think mm-hmm. and find your rhythm which yeah. takes easily six to eight months yeah easily. definitely 
And how do you find your, like, when do you feel satisfied with your work and what you've done? Like, how do you reconcile that in your mind? That's a really interesting question. Usually, I'm a really big morning person, so I like waking up early and getting ahead and answering emails that need to be answered or writing something or posting something early. You know, people check their phones usually first thing when they wake up kind of thing. So having that ready to go, I'm usually feeling the most satisfied and accomplished in my day if I can kind of bang out a good hour, two hours, three hours before I go to the gym, Mm -hmm. which is usually I'll do like a 9.30 class or something around those times. And if I can do that before... And it sounds crazy, but like I'd rather get up at six and Mm -hmm. feel satisfied and then I can have the afternoon to either shoot content or do something a little more lax, like just get groceries and make a smoothie recipe and actually have the fun that I'm supposed to, you guys don't see, but I'm doing air quotes, (laughs) I'm supposed to be having to share with everyone. And so I think getting out that chunk of like admin or whatever you want to call it stuff, it happens. Yeah. But just like time blocking it, getting it out of the way, and then I feel accomplished and I'm on track for my day. Yeah. And so what does a typical day look like for you? I mean, I'm sure there's oh no gosh. typical day, yeah. but like, what's a day in the life of Sam Cutler? Well, I just moved about a week and a half ago, <laughs> two weeks now, to Toronto, and I'm already back in Montreal for work. So I travel a lot, and anyone who looks at my Instagram knows that. A yeah. big part is my boyfriend and I travel a lot together as well. Um So Montreal, New York, and Toronto has kind of been our triangle for the past year and a half or so. And now we've settled in Toronto. So hoping, I keep saying this, it's like, again, (laughs) probably needs air quotes, but keep hoping that I'll be settled there a little bit more. But for the most part, that doesn't happen, right? So we're here now and we're like, oh, we can go back to Toronto, except we're not. We're going straight to New York for (laughs) work and meetings and a wedding and a bunch of different stuff. So the one thing that keeps me sort of structured in my day is the night before or however many days before I can lock it in knowing what gym class I'm doing and I know that sounds maybe funny to people but I know that that's what I have at that time Mm -hmm. and where it is so if I'm traveling and I'm in New York and I use like a class pass and my class is in Union or Square or something like this So I'll know it's there and I'll know how long it takes to get there, how long before I can wake up, bang out an hour or two of work, Mm -hmm. go to my class, and then after I schedule a meeting that's around that. So I feel like that's the way normally my day sort of works. Um, I try, something I was definitely not doing at the beginning, and that's why I say structure is important, is I try to sort of stop working in the evening unless Mm -hmm. I'm at an event you know there's exceptions you're at an event you're posting your your storying you have I usually post at night as well like 9 30 does really well for me 8 30 9 30 so I'll stop doing emails and stop writing content at like five Mm -hmm. if I want to I'll stop at four if I want to it's like working as of six right so I'll stop and then just having time that's either with your family with your friends with yourself yeah like holla at time with yourself (laughs) yeah so that's really important and I think a lot of the times people people think that success means overkill yeah and especially in your 20s guilty yeah yeah oh yeah totally and I do too sometimes still Mm -hmm. but I try to remind myself you know when I was in corporate and I left I kind of took 
what worked in corporate. It did well. I was, I worked my ass off. I was recognized for it. I did, I, I loved what I did and I got to network and meet a lot of people and I worked crazy hours. And so I took those habits and went, oh, amazing. I have this sort of cookie cutter formula that I've figured out for myself. Mm-hmm. Let me just place it in my own business that I'm building in entrepreneurship, which yeah. doesn't work, right? It's not at all the same thing. Yeah. There's no one that's going to pat you on the back because you stressed yourself out and worked, you know, an 80 hour work week or whatever that might look like. So it doesn't work. And you have to understand that you're the one building that. Yeah. And what tools are you using to like organize your, Ooh, that's a good your day? Um, to, to organize plan, my day? And just to plan things out in general or just what tools do you use? Okay. Well, I have a couple. Um, but before I say that, mm-hmm. I will say that there's something that's in the works. Okay. That is being built that we'll be launching very soon Ooh, I'm that I'm on the board for. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be coming out like very soon. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll share that with you so you can share with everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's actually designed to help micro to like larger micro influencers under 100k mm-hmm. manage their business and essentially everything that's under yeah. it amazing so, yeah, yeah it's gonna be very cool so that's gonna save me because I've realized that there are tools that I use but none of which satisfy what needs to be done yeah um from a planning perspective honestly I'm a little old school and like I use my iCal mm-hmm. a lot of the times too classic yeah yeah um, from calendar, that's kind of how I keep it. I use QuickBooks. It has been a savior oh, for yeah. anything with accounting. I recently, well, I was only using it for invoicing clients mm-hmm. and stuff or like for campaigns. And I recently started tracking all my taxes and it can put everything into the right order for you Yeah, right away. So it says like, you know, you, you take a client out, like whatever, we're here, we're having coffee. I pay for it. I expense it. Yep. And it tells me what category I'm putting in, what's their tax, like all that good stuff. So I can just send it to my accountant and it's done. What other tools do I use? My assistant, <laughs> like having someone that holds you accountable. Also, yeah. I would, I wouldn't say accountable. I would say someone else knowing what you have to do mm-hmm. yeah it's not just you uh I use also like a photo planning app but I I again I use like to plan your feed yeah but I use something called my Pics, which is okay. not even one of the ones that everyone uses it's mm-hmm. actually not even built for Instagram oh okay. it's to make photo photo boards but you can choose how many columns so I just did like three by three or whatever it is mm-hmm. and then I just plug and move my photos around but Mm. I don't use anything for posting like that okay yeah because I find I haven't found one that I like Mm -hmm. and I also don't think it's necessary yeah I also feel like most of the tools that come with that you don't need Mm -hmm. you mostly just want to see your feed like in a and plan it out you don't want like someone to post for you or like whatever totally and I feel like the hardest thing that I've I've encountered and this is why you know this program that I mentioned at the beginning is in the process of being built is that there's nothing really that can help you understand what needs to be due, shot, um, what payments haven't been paid. That's a big one. It's like, yeah. hey, this brand hasn't paid me in so freaking long. Mm-hmm. QuickBooks will tell you like overdue or whatever, but 
some and and managing incoming requests there's nothing that's been built for influencers to handle all that in one place like I have stickies on my computer yeah I have my desk and there's like (laughs) the file of the things that need to go you know into whatever the tax like why Mm -hmm. is this all separate and all these platforms are for brands right now they haven't been for influencers and Mm -hmm. there's so many of us yeah whether you have a thousand followers or you know a hundred thousand followers it's still pretty hard so I think there's a big gap in that actually yeah no for sure especially with like influencer marketing becoming more like Mm -hmm. prevalent how has your like role as an influencer changed over the past couple of years just with Mm -hmm. the market and like the landscape people want to know the person Mm -hmm. and that's something that got old very quickly right yeah the people that did not succeed were those that were you know, I want to have this conversation. I want people to hear me and it be the same person they hear on my podcast, the same person they hear, see on my Instagram stories. That's yeah. the way it's supposed to be. And so I think, especially with IG stories, people realize like, you know, I don't, this girl either got it going on, she knows what's up or she doesn't. And they realize there's so much more beyond a photo. So from a landscape perspective of, of what that business looks like, I think a lot of people want in-person mm-hmm. experiences or more sort of 360 approaches to understanding and, and knowing who you're watching. So I think that's changed and I teach fitness classes and do a bunch of different things. So those will be part of contracts now where they want me to like host something. They'll contract you in to be at the event and talk about what's happening there. And it's not just just one level of it or talk about it's happening or talk about this product or, you know, it's really like show us that you actually use it and like it yeah. because that's what people want to see mm-hmm. and how it goes from tried this product out I like this product so I want to tell you guys about it okay now it's still part of my life yeah I'm in the like the grocery store and this is actually what I'm buying here's my like you know yeah. so these are the parts that are important that people want to see and I think that's changed a lot whereas before yeah. it was really easy to make well not mm-hmm. easy very hard but it was easy to make a beautiful feed and people be yeah. attracted to it yeah it was more surface level like pretty totally. picture holding a product totally. it, it didn't go deeper than that which is still important mm-hmm. um some people don't care about it and they do so well i see all these influencers that yeah. have honestly incredible photos probably not well edited right like it's incredible yeah. in the sense that it's authentic mm-hmm um, and maybe not like the best lighting or the best edit and they write something really nice and people want to see it and read it. But from a perspective of, is this a beautiful layout? There might not be in that. They might not be there. So some people care and some people don't care and some audiences care and some audiences don't. Yeah, I know. I've been hearing a lot more from like the panels that Mm -hmm. feeds are like starting to like be less of a, Mm -hmm. yeah, be less important and that someone's deciding whether or not they want to follow you, that the feed is less important, that it's more like the individual content. Yeah. But I don't know. You also I'm, want I'm you also on the fence You also that. want a pretty feed. Like when totally. I when I go and I look at someone's feed and I scroll through it, like I'll kind of look at the ensemble of it yeah. and I'll be like, okay, this seems like something I'd, I'd vibe with. But yeah. I, I mean, yeah. like it comes from the person mm-hmm. and it depends so much on them and what they want, but you attract the audience that you care about. Like I'm the same way, I know that I would care about that. And I also know that scrolling down my Instagram, just checking out what's going on, if I see someone posts a picture that is, I don't love, like it just looks butched, right? Bad lighting, but like pixely, whatever it is. I'm kind of going to question, mm-hmm. oh, why, am I following that? Like, it's not yeah. just about the picture, but it's about 
the package deal. Yeah. And I'm sure so many people would disagree with me mm-hmm. because I know there's so many people that do well. But I'm like, I come from that fashion-y side. Yeah. Where I like to see the little package with the button. Yeah. And that's, yeah. there's still going to be so many people like that. And in terms of like your classes and your fitness, like how did you decide to incorporate that into your your branding or like was it that from the beginning? Yeah. Like which one came first? I mean, we talked about this on the interview, which mm-hmm. is is really fun and I think I think most people listening are in their 20s, right? Your audience yeah. and so that ties back into my experience in corporate and uh, so I I went to FIT in New York. I graduated, I came back, I worked for um, Ogilvy and Holt Renfrew for, I was there before I left, so total almost seven years mm-hmm. in the company. And I loved what I did, but like I said, it was more as, we used to think more is more, whereas like less is more, right? Yeah. And so it was working crazy hours, you know, just diving into so much and, and putting so much pressure on yourself. And I realized that it wasn't bringing me enough happiness and joy. So I started my first blog, which was called Silver Lining by S, Mm -hmm. back in the days. And it was all about finding the silver lining. And I used to write about coffee shops. And honestly, I'm pretty sure I put a blog post about like a pen. Like (laughs) there was things that I would just talk about because it made me happy. And it's funny if, if you guys, you know, get to know me and hopefully get that message from stories or whatever. I'm still very similar. Yeah. You know, someone can buy me a pen and I'll probably laugh for four hours and be like, this is my most favorite pen. But, and it'll bring me joy and I'm simple, but I wanted to share that with other people. And it was more about my story of finding something that was bringing me happiness because I was very stressed Mm -hmm. and putting so much pressure on myself that I forgot why I was doing it. Yeah. And when you're young and you go, I want to do this with my life. I want to get into this industry. It seems really easy to follow a passion, but then the more it becomes work and less of a passion, it's hard. Yeah. So I was feeling that. So I started writing. I wasn't getting the fulfillment in my corporate life. And with that, people started reading and following the journey. And like I said, just about happiness. And slowly I actually, I was always into fitness, but it sort of took a back burner when I was working because I didn't, as so many people, don't have the yeah. hours after I'm done work or I was exhausted and you're yeah. eating badly because you're stressed and you're on a sugar roller coaster and addicted to caffeine and all these different things. And so it, it completely just, you know, washed away a bit my, my fitness and my health routine for a moment of time. And I noticed that I was getting sick and my immune system was completely shot, which also happens from stress, which is a huge thing. So I started working out more and getting more in tune with that. And I actually, when I left corporate, I was sick. I had a stomach infection. I was really just run down completely. And like I said, I still loved what I did, but I knew it wasn't working for my body now. And I was not being present and being aware of where I was physically or mentally. Yeah. Neither of them. I don't even know which direction I was listening to. (laughs) Yeah. Nor emotional. So I, I think... You know, I was doing it for title and for experience and just hustling. And so that's how the blog started to turn into fitness because I left. I knew it was not healthy for me anymore and it wasn't my calling. And the blog had started to grow. And I said, look, if I'm going to leave, like any other company, like any other thing, I need to brand this properly. Yeah. I need to create an image and a feeling. And this might not be a product or a store but essentially you're creating a brand and a business. Yeah. And so I took actually almost about six months 
to rebrand. I was still posting here and there, but definitely on Instagram, but like on the blog kind of a little bit slower. And I took, you know, that time to rebrand and think about, okay, why do I want to do this? And what's actually making me happy and healthy? And so I built this idea of the Fit Fatale, which was, you know, I can still feel successful. I can still feel like a badass businesswoman. And I kind of get that feeling through fitness now. You know, you crush a spin class and you feel like a million bucks. And you get that sort of, you know, that confidence, that healthy attitude that you want thriving through all the areas of your life. And so I decided to make my content about that. And Mm -hmm. I still talk about everything else that I love, right? It's, whereas some people have lifestyle blogs and they will be talking about how they go to the gym or what active where they like and it's just sort of general Mm -hmm. lifestyle everywhere and they dabble I find it's the the opposite so first level would always be fitness and naturally I'm storing and people want to know what I'm wearing I'm linking it I'm sharing it with them or you know it's about my boyfriend or it's about you know but all those components actually have to do with wellness yeah and that's what people are realizing yeah it's still lifestyle it's still yes it's it's fitness and health lifestyle and I think the consistency that people see right away is there will always be fitness in my stories yeah people will see it usually once a day and there will always be smoothie recipes you know it's all it's about finding a balanced life and ultimately I think people have come to the realization that spirituality and self-care and finances all these things are part of well-being yeah because when you don't feel like you have a hold or an understanding on any of those in your life you just feel lost yeah and I've been through each stage and I'm still in them Mm -hmm. it's not like I got it all figured out I'm just telling you guys what I know yeah and it's not a whole lot but Mm -hmm. I'm sharing what I do now and I mean you even changed your your Instagram handle Mm -hmm. and like now you're you know the fit fatale do you ever feel like there's a pressure associated with that now with the fitness aspect or I think I did more in the beginning okay I'm like okay well I'm gonna be a fitness influencer and all those (laughs) fitness girls look hella good yeah so I better look good and I better do you know can't miss a workout and I think I had that initially and now it's actually I found my own balance in what makes me feel good and it's not always about looking the best Mm -hmm. But I do find they go hand in hand. And I think you look good when you feel good and you feel good when you look good. And the two of them tie so closely together that it's almost impossible to separate them. And so I didn't understand that first thought like, okay, I need to make sure that I look good and that I'm sharing this. But as that moved on progressively, I was able to understand the correlation between them and how I needed to balance that on social. And I, I get that feedback from people all the time. You know, it's so authentic. You talk about this now and you share this and it doesn't seem... And I I love that and I think it's just gotten into its flow. You know, everything needs to find its flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have an idea of what you want like the next kind of like (laughs) era of of the Fit Fatale to be? Yeah, that's hard. We, Because we both, you know, we work in an industry where you don't know. We don't know. Instagram, don't know. Maybe there's a new trend. Maybe there's a new platform. So it's hard to say, you know, I launched the blog, or sorry, the, the podcast, um, about a year ago now. Okay. And so in doing that, I, it's been a big focus of mine, and it yeah. still is. It's mm-hmm. in a growing area. 
we have we've had amazing guests and been able to do great things with it and had like some episodes that have done amazing but it's still such a growing area so that's been a big focus of mine and I think being able to build that into something more Mm hands-on right or more constant maybe with live videos of that or maybe live sessions live podcasting I think just getting people to know like the real you yeah is really what I I see the focus being and then ultimately using your experience and your knowledge to use that in another area or build Mm -hmm. up something else you know I don't I don't know yeah it's a hard one because there's so many things you can do there's so many and I know yeah yeah Yeah. when you're like a creative person who has all these ideas Mm -hmm. you just want to like kind of jump on everything well it's hard and then you have to follow what feels good so when I was starting the podcast I recorded like 10 episodes maybe before I even put one out because I couldn't figure out how to edit them I couldn't and I was the first I think two or three I hired someone to edit them Mm -hmm. and I realized this is taking way too long and I can do this better myself probably not better but I can do it and it'll (laughs) sound just as well so I figured that out and you know you just kind of have to like take it into your own hands and then you have to keep going and hope that then it starts building into bigger and bigger opportunities with its own while you're still watering and keeping the other areas going yeah you know it's like having a new child (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically yeah what advice would you give to, you know, young 20-somethings who are just trying to, like, figure out what they want to do or they want to, like, take that leap and build something, create something? What advice would you give to them? The first thing I would say is take a deep breath. <laughs> That's something I didn't do. I mean, I'm still, my, I'm 27, so I'm still in my 20s. But let's say early 20s, I'm pretty sure I didn't breathe from, like, yeah. 20 to 25. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the air went. It didn't happen. And I still have my moments definitely have a lot of those moments I'm like oh yeah I got out of this and now I'm doing it again um but I think just slowing down and realizing that there's no rush you're not supposed to know everything and have it figured out and the biggest thing that I didn't realize and I thought I did right so I think that's a big part of it too is that you think you know these things but you don't and there's still so much that I'm probably like oh yeah I think I know it now and like Three years from now, you guys will hear me saying, I had no idea what I was saying. Yeah. But I think that it's important to slow down to realize you don't have to be where you want to be right away. And it's not about, it's about taking care of yourself, your mind, your body, your time alone, call it spirituality if you want, something that I've recently dove into a lot call it creativity, painting, we forget. So there's this, okay, I'm going to try and describe it this way. <laughs> there's this weird period in time, and I've, I've, I've come to this realization in the past, that we're sort of, you know, we have, we're a child, we're in high school, we play on sports teams, we do all this fun stuff, we're in drama club, like whatever that looks like. And then we go to university, and you still kind of have fun, and you you know, you get into what you're good at. Okay, now it's all about career, it's all this. And then you start your work life and you sort of just take everything that was part of you and just stop doing it. Yeah. it's It happens. You know, maybe you skated competitively. Maybe you painted just for 
fun, guys. Like, and those are things that we just drop because we can't do them. And ultimately, those are the things that will actually make you a successful human being. I strongly believe that. When I'm writing, and that's, that's how the blog built up as well. And I say this all the time, every morning, almost every morning, now it's like very trendy. People say like journaling after you meditate. So every morning I write and I write by yeah. hand on paper and I've always done it. Sometimes it turns into a blog post. Sometimes it's like, Sam, what the hell are you doing today? What's going on in your life? No, this ain't good. You know, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's to someone that you feel like you want to just divulge information to. Yeah. But usually those go nowhere. I just keep them. Yeah. But that's something that was, I stopped doing when I was working. And when I was younger, people just feed you that. Yeah. Go, go write, go play outside, go draw with chalk, whatever those are. And I know those are childish things. And I can sit here as... 27 year old and be like yeah those look those kid things but those are ultimately what allow you to find your passion and people feel like they need to stop all of that they need to be a coordinator or a manager and those are incredible rules but the way to succeed the best in those i'm not saying everyone needs to work for themselves you can be a ceo you can be a creative director but you better believe that every single one of those people that succeeds has some type of creative outlet or passion or sport or something that they just let be who they are and that's something in your time like it's a really hard time but you think that you're not supposed to have that yeah like kid okay be in these things in high school like that's why in high school they tell you to do all these yeah you know express your stuff, yeah. yourself be in activities be in extracurriculars and then you get into the workforce and you just leave them every single person i know every single one just stopped doing that. Yeah. And then it's, if you have any free time, it's I'm going out with friends and having dinner or drinks, which is very important too. But I think, you know, find someone that you can do those passion projects with. Maybe it's just with yourself. But those are the ones that turn into really yeah. badass jobs or really figure out how you can bring that into maybe your corporate role or your startup company that, you know, wherever you work, whatever you're doing, yeah, no, I read that. I read that in a book that was like, if you're feeling a little bit lost, like, remember what you used to do when you were yes. a kid. You'll most likely still enjoy it as totally. an adult, which is so true. So true. Yeah. Something I just started doing, which like, you know, I've tried to integrate these slowly, all the different things that I love to do, but you mm -hmm. kind of forget. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's almost this, you know how we have these moments in like childhood, you just absolutely don't remember. Yeah. It's those moments where you feel that you've passed that cut off and that boundary that you've now moved on and you're like I yeah. don't remember that it happened to help me build me into who I am but like it's gone mm -hmm. and that's not the case and and you kind of try to pull them out like oh yeah remember I used to, to make videos we my brother yeah. and I used to make movies like okay. we would film full I don't ask why. <laughs> um but anyway there was one I used to always paint and draw and love it and I loved art I loved museums and I would always go with my grandma and I hadn't been in so long because also in Montreal, everyone's been to the Montreal Museum. Like, yeah. you know, something comes out, you want to go see it. But I didn't feed that sort of art side, yeah. which is interesting. It doesn't really have to do necessarily with what I do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it doesn't have anything that continuously has me coming back for more. So I started getting back into that and painting. Hmm. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, it's Friday night. I'm going to have a glass of wine. This is yeah. the adult version of it. And I'm going to paint for the hell of it. And I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing, but, you know, here I go. And I think just those areas are, they're important. Yeah. And what other things do you do to, like, take care of yourself and, like, kind of get in touch with your, 
like I don't know your inner yeah your 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 energy yeah let's call it um I meditate every morning Mm -hmm. there are mornings I don't something again that I started doing like maybe I think it was when I left corporate my gosh I'm so lost what do I do and I actually had a concussion and then they were like oh meditate it's gonna help your head it helps you just feel grounded and I would do it for two minutes and it was absolute pain just mm-hmm. so painful because I couldn't sit still and I was unable to like keep it up you know you meditate and then a month goes by and, oh yeah maybe I should do that again for one minute like mm-hmm. it yeah. has very little benefit but now that's something that I try to do regularly if not every morning like five days a week yeah um and what else like that's a that's a huge one I think having time off your phone Mm -hmm. is a really big one yeah just being with the people you love without your phone I usually don't I'm not on my phone usually on like Sundays or the weekend Mm -hmm. which is crazy because I have to show what I'm doing and all those those things but I actually like that's you know it's my work and that's just what works for me my boyfriend's off we spend time together and I get to or whether I'm out with my girlfriends too I don't need to post every single drink I drink or yeah. food I eat yeah um you know there's moments where you got to get it sometimes yeah. <laughs> you got to do yeah. it for the gram but it's also about having time away from your phone is just a huge mental thing mm-hmm. um reading yeah reading is a good one I know you're a fan yeah <laughs> So, getting inside someone else's head, hearing someone else's perspective. Yeah. Just, yeah, I'm not alone. Other people have this, this <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah. And whatever area they're in, you know. Like, I know everyone got into the Brene Brown mm-hmm. that just came oh, out yeah. on Netflix, but mm-hmm. I had read a couple of her books. Um, and then it came out and everyone's talking about her. I'm like, yes, everyone's <laughs> on the Brene train, yeah. you know. And she has this, the, her Netflix thing that came out called To Courage. And... That's awesome also if you guys mm-hmm. haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. It's really it's good, good it's for really good. people that are just need to be courageous, take that leap. And my best friend texted me after it came out. Okay, so I'm watching this once a week. No, she, <laughs> first she goes every day. That might not be realistic, but at least once a week as a reminder of who I need to be. Like, okay. <laughs> you got that. I mean, it works. <laughs> yeah. So those are big ones. And taking moments of stillness, having some type of just calming routine, the gym, Mm-hmm. The gym is a big yeah, one for your for sanity. Sure. Yeah. I kind of forget it because it's second nature to me. Mm-hmm. But people who don't sweat or move, go for a walk or getting some type of your adrenaline flowing. And then regulating what you eat. Yeah. That's I, like, I, I feel like I'm leaving this part <laughs> out because it's just second nature, gym and, and nutrition. But regulating what you eat when I stopped, and I still have a little bit, but when you kind of can regulate your blood sugar levels. Mm-hmm. And understand the sugar you're putting into your body. I swear to God, I tell everyone this, your entire life changes. Yeah. It's your nervous system completely changes. Your energy levels, your moodiness. Just, and I notice it because obviously I have these these weekends where I'm having rosé and it's my girlfriend's engagement yeah. party. And, you know, we're having whatever it is and french fries and all these things. I do that. Mm-hmm. But you feel it and you're like, oh, yeah. Shit, that's why I do yeah. all the good stuff always. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure when you, like, make the change, mm-hmm. you notice the difference when you, you know, have those, like, off days and you have those moments. You're like, oh, okay, well, this really makes a oh, difference. Oh, yeah. 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 It's funny, like, well, you, you just try to regulate. And the more sugar you put in, I actually had um, an interesting podcast and it was 
one of my guests was talking about how if you know you're going to have sugar, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's say you have kids or yeah. you're you and you want ice cream or whatever that is. Yeah. But you know what's going to happen. If you're aware of your body, and awareness is so key in everything, but being aware of health is also really important. It's like, I know that I'm going to have this sugar and I'm probably going to have a sugar spike, mm-hmm. have tons of energy and crash and feel like crap and as a result be craving more sugar. But mm-hmm. your body, you don't know that. You're yeah, not, you're not it's just like something body. that happens. Something that happens. You're not sitting there going, okay, I'm going to be hungry and craving sugar and I think I, you just actually think you're hungry, right? Or you yeah. think whatever it is. Or your energy's low and your mood and your like depression. All these things are yeah. regulated by food in my honest opinion. So if you're actually aware of that, that that's going to happen, you can prepare yourself and understand, okay, I'm going to have this ice cream with my kid because she's three and she eats ice cream. Yeah. And this is not my story, by the way. I don't have a three-year-old. <laughs> but, or whoever. With it's my hypothetical. Best hypothetical, right? But, but I'm sure there's tons of people that have that yeah. issue. I mean, I guess most people listening are in their 20s, but with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Here, let's change the story. We're having rosé. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> So That's you know, yeah, no one's, everyone's like, oh, we don't need ice cream. <laughs> so you're having whatever that is. And you know that that's going to be your spike. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you're aware, you're consciously aware that you know you're going to have some type of spike and be craving food or sugar, more sugar later, yeah. right? Sometimes you just can't get satisfied. You're like, what is this? I don't want to eat this cucumber anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with these veggies. <laughs> I know I need more. Yeah. Whatever. So if you're actually aware of that, you can control it and you can, I wouldn't say control it, but you can like account for prepare it? yourself for okay. it. Yeah. And be accountable and understand that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I think meditation is very similar because so my aunt's um, Buddhist and she's traveled to tons of different like temples and she is one of the people who taught me even more about meditation and she says meditation is not about controlling your emotions Mm -hmm. it's about not letting your emotions control you Mm -hmm. so you're not trying to control anything you're just saying okay I know that's what I feel Mm -hmm. I'm not going to turn into a raging crazy person and maybe you know we all have our moments and or I'm not going to be so upset about it because I know that it's okay like it's actually just going to be okay and I'm yeah. not going to let it control me and I know that this is a reaction a reactive mm-hmm. response and it's the yeah. same thing with sugar right so I know that if I'm or caffeine or all these things I know that that's going to happen so okay I'm taking this choice I'm making this choice and later when I feel this I'm aware mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes yeah any no sense. no it makes a lot of sense yeah. it makes a lot of sense when you're not aware then you'll just kind of fall into the trap and then you'll totally. like have those feelings and have yeah. no idea what it is yeah yeah. And I feel like there's still, I still have so far to go because mm-hmm. I do it all the time. So yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, crap. This is <laughs> but yeah. I was listening to Gwyneth Paltrow um, on her podcast, on the Goop podcast. And she said that too. She goes, you know, it's so liberating now. She's she's like 45 or 40, yeah. late 40. She's amazing. She looks amazing. Yeah. And she goes, I have this really cool gift of like once you get over, you know, once you're in your 30s or in your 40s, and this is something for most people listening to look forward to, you, you start knowing the story like you've seen the story happen and this is exactly how she describes it is you've seen the story happen so when you're reactive you kind of are now like okay I'm in my 30s I'm in my 40s I know this happens I freak out at this I know the results mm-hmm. so you can yeah. better judge your reactions and not just your reactions but any of your choices in mm-hmm. life whether it's about food or about work or about 
um, friendship. You're like, I've seen this story unfold. Yeah. And so now I have a better understanding. Mm-hmm. Which happens as a kid, but on a subconscious level. Yeah. You're not conscious of, okay, yeah, I keep touching the pan, so now I'm going to stop touching the pan. But it's the same thing, ultimately. Mm. I love that. It's like, just awareness. <laughs> yeah. Just, just kind of thinking about what you do sometimes. Yeah. Something that you had said before that was like really like an offhanded comment mm-hmm. but stuck with me, and I think it's a good note to end on, was um, you said, I meditate every day, and then you said, but not every day. Sometimes, like, I don't. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, like, an interesting, like, I feel like we get into this trap of, like, all right, I'm going to change my life, yes. and I'm going to meditate every day, and I'm going to work out every day, and I'm going to, you know, regulate my blood sugar levels. Mm-hmm. But, it, like, we're human, and, like, things happen. You know what right. I mean? So, like, as somebody who I feel like might be a figure that people look up to that people might be like I need to be like Sam I need to like spin mm-hmm. every day and whatever like how do you forgive yourself when you like you know when you don't always do it well the first thing is it doesn't need forgiving mm-hmm. right so yeah. that's the first part is it doesn't you don't need to forgive yourself because you're not doing something wrong mm-hmm. and like you said we're human yeah and as long as you're on an uphill sort of trajectory of like feeling better being yourself being who you want to be there's ups and downs. It's like a stock market. Like yeah. a little bit going up. It's not a straight line. It's yeah. gonna go down some days, and so that's that's just part of it. And it's like you know, yeah, I eat like it's so funny. I was telling a friend, one of our friends had was eating and like we were having drinks and stuff on Sunday, and my boyfriend was with us and he's like, "What should I get? Like, should I go get the pizza?" And I was like, "Maybe you go surprise me. Get whatever." Yeah. And he's like, "But I'm, okay, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get something." And he walks away. And I'm like, you know what? He just has so much fun on Sunday because he knows he can show up. And it's not, I don't have cheat days, but I yeah. usually spend my weekend with him and get to hang out with him. And so then he knows that I'll, I'll never really be like, no, I don't eat that. Like, yeah. no, sorry. Maybe mm-hmm. like, no, you just got yeah. me a cheese pizza. Like, yeah. no, I don't. <laughs> Which is, that's fine, you know? You have to find your benefit. But I know, I, I will easily say that to my best friend. I'm yeah. like, oh, hell no, I don't want to eat that right now. Yeah. But you find what fits and like, you just can't be perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's not about having a cheat day. It's not about having a off day. It's literally just about finding a flow and finding what works for you. And your body actually functions better, not at the gym every single day, you know, and or have active recoveries, which is like taking a yoga or a slower Pilates or a stretching type of thing. So no matter what area of your life, the all or nothing usually doesn't really work very well and it's not sustainable so it's not really about forgiving yourself it's if you think and you don't believe me what I'm saying try it out because I've done it and probably it's not gonna work right so it's I'm never gonna eat this again decided today never eating that yeah never gonna have this that's it you'll be miserable (laughs) right you'll be miserable and you'll just won't be able to sustain like it doesn't it doesn't function. Yeah. Your friends will not want to see you because you can't <laughs> eat or do anything. Yeah. You know, so that's what I mean by the the story with like mm-hmm. my boyfriend is that yeah. I know he just wants to have someone to hang out with and have beers and, yeah. and, you know, like if we're doing our thing. And I go, yeah, whatever. I don't care because it's part of human nature and life and realizing that. And when it comes down to decisions, it's always like an 80-20 type of thing, yeah. right? It's the same mm-hmm. in health. It's the same in fitness. It's the same in every area. So if you can regulate and be aware of what you're making as choices 80% of the time, the other 20% is not important. The issue most people have is that they think 
They think they're in the 20 area and they're actually like, mm-hmm. it's become an 80 yeah. area, right? You know, the, the, yeah. the oh yeah, no, it's fine mm-hmm. has become the 80%. Yeah. And I think that's, people just need to understand that it, it, it doesn't feel as good. And that comes from experience. So it's not about forgiving yourself. It's about, and that's why I did say every yeah. day, but not every day because mm-hmm. I don't want people to think I'm perfect in them every day because I usually, you know, two or three days a week mm-hmm. forget to do it literally forget or don't have time mm-hmm. but more times to not wake up check my phone doing a post doing something i'm out of the house and I'm, oh yeah i forgot to do that i'll do it later and then you just yeah it happens it's it happens. normal yeah. it's not a big deal it's just you know i just think awareness is such a good word for everyone to try to take away from yeah. this word of the day awareness. word of the day <laughs> yeah and it's something that it keeps coming up in a lot of the things that i've been reading and and researching but it's not about like that's something I didn't know anything about. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much You're for coming so on welcome. to the podcast. I hope a lot this... of amazing insight. And I'm very excited for everyone to to listen and to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I hope it was at least a little bit of help to some people. You mm-hmm. know I go on my my rambles. There's too many thoughts <laughs> no, in I the love head, it. but yeah. No, that's what that's what podcasts are. <laughs> so much information. Are. Yeah. Please. <laughs> well, it's, it was definitely a lot of fun. So Amazing. Thank you for having me. Is there anything you want to plug before we go? Well, if you guys want to join in on my journey and see the crazy, strange, quirky, semi-aware <laughs> human that I am, uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Fit Fatale. My blog is thefitfatale.com, and my podcast is on iHeart, iTunes and Spotify as the Fit Fatale Podcast. Twelve.